KRXO FM and KRXO HD Oklahoma City. KRXO Claremore Tulsa, a product of Tyler Media, reaching over 1 million Oklahomans every week. Now, TotallyTickets.com presents the Franchise Oklahoma City Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Welcome in. Happy Monday night. I almost said Monday morning. Happy Monday night, everybody, and welcome into the Franchise First Take Thunder postgame show here in the studio because they are in Minnesota. And I am Madison Morris alongside Mr. Ryan Chapman. Hello, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing good. I am your Brady Trantham for the evening. You are. I'm going to carry the load of the hair for the show. You're going to do great. Uh, Our good dear friend Brady, he is being a rock star and he's filling in on the morning show this entire week. So he is fast sound asleep right now. Um, Rightfully so. He's been working hard. But also we have Matt Burton on the other side of the glass. Hello. I am your Matt Burton for tonight. (laughs) <laughs> you yes. are the Matt Burton. Um, awesome. We have an awesome crew in here, and uh, we get to talk about a Thunder win, so that's always a plus. The Thunder did take the win over the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minnesota tonight at 117-104. to And guys, this is actually a really cool game to talk about because not only did the Thunder pretty much maintain this game after halftime, we're going to get to the first half because it wasn't exactly great, uh, but all that matters is that they came out of halftime and they really did control it with a lot of timely shots. They had guys like Danilo Gallinari and Shea Gildas-Alexander having incredible games. Shea, shout out to this guy, and we'll talk a lot about him tonight, but he had his first career triple-double tonight at 20 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 assists. That's a guy right there. That is a dude and someone that is going to be the future of this franchise, as a lot of people like to say. Shout out Jerry Ramsey. And uh, Danilo Gallinari also doing his thing, picking up a season high of 30 points. He tied it with 28 on a timely three, but then he was able to exceed it at 30. So he has a new season high overall. These guys played really well coming out of halftime. Um, I keep saying after halftime because the first of this game did not look super great, Ryan. I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't sure how it was going to go because they've been so successful against the Timberwolves the past couple of years. However, they were not playing. I don't know. They, it kind of looked like what the Lakers were doing to them on Saturday. And it was presenting a lot of problems real early on. And uh, I didn't know if they were going to be able to come back from it. it. It was wild. So at the end of the first quarter, first quarter ends and you're like, wow, the Thunder played really well. And you look up and they're losing. Then I go to the stat sheet just to double check. They're shooting 63% from the field through the first quarter and still losing. Now they kept turning the ball over there. It was just really sloppy offensively outside of the actual shooting. Mm-hmm. And that was the difference. But yeah, like you were saying, they were getting stretched. They weren't really rotating very well for getting to close out. But uh, I think you're bearing the lead here, Madison. Oh, am I? Andrew Wiggins didn't just annihilate oh. the Thunder tonight. They weren't oh my at the peak. Gosh. They weren't at the peak. That's why. That's, That's fair. so true. And we kind of talked about that on the postgame show on Saturday too, Matt, because we were saying that Andrew Wiggins kind of like questionable whether he was going to play, but then he did come out and play. And I think Thunder fans were like, oh God, this guy again. Like, Please no. He presents all the problems in the world to Thunder. Like who cares who's on the Thunder team? Like he is just a Thunder killer. Uh, but yeah, they weren't in Oklahoma City tonight and Andrew Wiggins... He didn't kill the Thunder, actually. Uh, He had 10 points, y'all. 
He shot 4 of 12 from the floor, 0 of 3 from deep. He was perfect at the free throw line, but he only got there, what, twice, once? Yeah, he posted that mad minus 22 on the plus minus. I don't know if you guys are huge plus minus people. I don't live and die by it. I don't live and die by it, but it... I mean, it matters. When it's it's that big, it's kind of an indication of you didn't really impact the game. And uh, it's okay, Thunder fans. We're no longer in show us on the doll where Andrew (laughs) Wiggins touched you territory. Oh, yeah, that's So. so true. Yeah, big, big growing moment from this team to <laughs> to make Andrew Wiggins look like Andrew Wiggins. Y'all, they shut Andrew Wiggins down, and that's huge for them because we've seen Andrew Wiggins come to Oklahoma City and drop forty on who cares who's playing. Last year he did that. Uh, he I don't think he played the last time that they were here this season, and so he wasn't really a factor then. But last season we did see him come to Oklahoma City and drop forty on them, and that was just gross. And so yeah, they were able to put Andrew Wiggins in his place tonight. No Carl Anthony Towns for the Timberwolves he's out uh so that kind of worked to their advantage some sort would you guys agree with that oh yeah for sure I mean Carl Anthony Towns is one of the best bigs in the league and uh, you could definitely tell that he wasn't out there but Nas Reed came in played 18 minutes did didn't do uh didn't do too bad at 20 points their leading scorer um kid the rookie from LSU um I liked him coming out of LSU too he's a big guy kind of shoot it could kind of shoot it a little bit from the outside but yeah uh, yeah missing missing Carl Anthony Towns uh it hurts. Or as Jerry would say, Carl. Carl. There's Missing. no Carl tonight. Missing the large cat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nas played well offensively. He kind of got bullied around defensively, though, by Steven Adams. There, sure. there were two or three times Who where... Who doesn't get bullied around by Steven Adams? Exactly. Yeah, but it was especially bad. There were yeah. two or three times that um, Chris Paul or SGA or Schroeder left a three hanging there, and Adams literally cut it in between three dudes. And was just like, that's mine. Oi, might. <laughs> But that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see too, especially on the road. And they don't have Carlton Towns, and they're start they're playing a rookie, a lot of minutes. You want to see Stephen Adams kind of bully bully a rookie a little bit. Absolutely, I love when Stephen Adams is a bully, and he actually played pretty well tonight. Uh, Wasn't like super hot on the scoring, but I mean, who cares? This guy shot five of seven. Uh, He was he had thirteen points. He grabbed eleven boards, and he had five assists. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I love the fact that Stephen Adams is able to get on uh, the rebound list so well. He's able to snag those um, loose balls. He's able to really help the guys out in case they need like second chance points. He's able able to dish it out a little bit. You don't really see him distributing the ball a ton. And so the fact that he picked up five assists tonight, I'm actually pretty impressed. There was a moment in the third quarter. I think it was the third quarter, deep into the third quarter, where T. Ferg and Adams had this inside-out game that just put the entire Timberwolves defense into a pretzel. And I was just like, this is something that you want to see more of because it's not something that's super complicated. Ferguson found Adams, then just realized, oh, I can make a quick backdoor cut. Adams found him back. And I'm like, for someone that is kind of struggled with his shot, he's kind of come out of the slump Terrence has. But if you're struggling with your shot, these are the easy, easy opportunities that you love to see. It doesn't take a lot. It's a little movement on the backside. And especially when they got that three-guard lineup out there, um, like the the floor is spread so well that mm-hmm. that teams are used to it already. So any like backdoor movement or anything like that that Ferguson can bring is just another weapon that this team can add as they mm-hmm. make dare we say it a, a, a playoff run? Dare are they, we are, say are it? they making a run up the Ooh, seating charts? Ryan with the hot takes tonight. Oh look out! Hey, let's talk about Terrence just for a little bit because he must have heard the rerun of our post game show on Saturday, Matt, because he 
played really well tonight, and we dogged him on Saturday. I want to say he was like a minus thirty something. Oh yeah, it was. It was agree- the next it closest was, was like a minus seventeen. <laughs> yeah, no, and he, he was, was minus like thirty three. He did, was minus thirty three on Saturday. Did you guys just get done telling me that you don't really put a ton of stock into the plus minus? I and thought then, you. And then, no, I agreed with you. And when then, it's that egregious. And then what it, you really <laughs> remember is the minus thirty three or whatever. Because it was so noticeable. It was so bad. Terrence did not play well at all Saturday and uh, tonight he was 5 of 7 from the floor shot 2 of 4 from the 3 point line he was perfect at the free throw line Uh, he had 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 14 points and Terrence he looked like a totally different player there was one point in the 4th quarter he had a nasty one handed dunk and I think that was him just saying like y'all been sleeping on me like I I can do this I have some talent, I know what I'm doing I was in a slump but now I'm back this is what this is what Thunder fans should expect Terrence Ferguson yes. to do to be 14 points to, from that 12 to 14 points a night like not not saying he's going to average you know 20 20 and do all that stuff but it's kind of been tough for Ferg cuz he really hasn't at least to me really hasn't progressed since his rookie year yeah. it hasn't looked like he's progressed like his best performance still in a thunder uniform has been when he was a rookie yes so it's it's kind of tough but this is this is all you really need from Ferguson so all you really need hit a couple threes and then make a couple cuts to the basket, get some dunks, show yeah. off that athleticism, and play good defense. Yeah. That's what you need Terrence Ferguson to do. You don't need him to go out there and score 20 points. This mm-hmm. is the type of ball game you need from Terrence Ferguson on night in, night out basis. Y'all want to know how cynical I am? Yes. When Matt was saying this is exactly what Thunder fans want to see from Terrence Ferguson or should expect from Terrence Ferguson, I was thinking, oh, he goes out and posts a minus 31 game, and then the next game he comes back and he adds 10 points. <laughs> I'm talking just He's good this defensively. Game. He's like, look out. Just I'm this game. Do not do what he did and, last game. And then against um, Toronto on Wednesday, you can expect him to uh, slump back down, maybe hit a three, and then uh, be in minus 10 territory. I was like... In my head, I was like, oh, that's what we expect out of T-Ferg. But no, no, yes, you're absolutely right. This game is exactly what he needs to be every single night in and night out. Yes. And it's not like you're asking a ton out of him. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. like you said, he got that easy dunk. Yeah. He played that he's inside beautiful. Played that inside out game with Adams. Like, these aren't things that you're just like, oh, my gosh, he's playing unconscious right now. These are things that it's just like, hey, that's what you should do when you're playing basketball. That's yes. what a little bit of off-ball movement can do for you. Yeah. You can free up some teammates and you might even get a look for yourself and yes and it, it, we're not asking a ton out of him i feel like the thunder aren't asking a ton out of him but uh it's been an uphill battle and we were yeah. and uh homie we were on the train that homie and i'm still on that train i think homie deserves more minutes um and the other night whenever ferg was minus 33 uh, homie got more minutes than ferguson did on that night but i mean terrence ferguson 28 minutes tonight hamadou diallo only 12 yeah I don't know if he got hurt. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he got hurt, right? I, yeah. Not that I know. <laughs> I was about to say. So it's just whenever you're playing well, you get to play. Yeah. As simple as that, Ferg. If you want to keep if you want to keep playing, not have Hamid Diallo come take your minutes, do that. Do that every night. Be right. consistent. We just need to see that consistency from Ferguson. Oh, my gosh. When Ferg plays fearlessly, he is lethal, y'all. And- That's why you guys were saying that he had successful games his rookie year. That's because he was... What, 18 years old, 19 years old? He was fearless. He wanted to get out there and play. This was his opportunity. He had been playing in Australia. He came over here, and I thought he lit it up just because he is so athletic when he showcases it. And that's what he did tonight, and that's why he was able to pick up 14 points and be really vital to this team tonight. So, hey, go Terrence Ferguson. Can we talk about somebody else really quickly? Who? Mike Muscala. Yeah, my favorite subject. I'm going to go first. Ryan, shut up. Um, musky tonight. 
Let's freaking go, y'all. Muskie was so great. And I think that he has been progressing so well. Having, I don't want to say, I hate saying he's filling in for Nerlens Noel because that kind of is exactly what Steven Adams said in practice on, I want to say, what was that, Friday? He was saying, you know, Mike's been in this league. He knows what he's doing. He's a great player. He has a great shot. Like, he doesn't, he's not filling in for someone. He doesn't need help evolving into this role. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's a great player. And I feel like he kind of showcased that tonight because Muskie was 4 of 10 tonight. He shot 3 of 8 from the three-point line. That's some fearless shooting right there. He took eight threes. You made three of them, and they were all timely, I would say. Yeah, yeah. You know why he played so well? Because I was cheering for him. He got rid of that damn headband. (laughs) Matt hates Muskie's headband. And it's fine. The numbers don't lie. He he played better without it. He Just played saying. he played better against the Lakers, even though we kind of Thunder fans kind of want to forget that game. He yeah, played better against the Lakers. Gross. He played better tonight. I think it's simply just a matter of kind of dusting the cobwebs off because he's yeah. been he's been a spot duty guy until you know Nerlens has gotten hurt. And as we've seen, <laughs> the more he plays in this role, not filling in, but I mean he's filling in for Nerlens' role on this team. Yeah, he's just had to dust the cobwebs off and just get back into his flow. Yeah, maybe lose the headband. And he's played do well. What I you s- gotta do? I, d- I don't think I've seen any bench player ever since, maybe since Dion Waiters, have as like much of a green light as Muscala apparently has. Because yeah. I'd still like to see maybe he shot not- it three more times than Stephen Adams. Did. Yeah, I would still like to see him not take eight threes in a game, probably. But yeah, probably not. <laughs> but I mean, if you're shooting forty percent from the floor, hard to be too mad at that, especially from essentially your third string center. Yeah, dude, shoot your shot. I'm all about it. Shoot your shot, Muskie. And that's what he did tonight. I thought he did great. Okay, guys, before we take a break, we're talking about so many great things on this team. And so we need to talk about our player of the game because I think we're all in agreement for it. Obviously, it was someone who made a lot of noise for these guys. So, Matt, go ahead and fire it up. Now, the Franchise Thunder Player of the Game, brought to you by Volkswagen of Edmond. Darius Baisley? Yeah, Darius. No, No, it's it's SGA. SGA. He posts a triple-double, his first career triple-double, and guys, this triple-double was incredible. Yes. 20 points, 20 boards. 10 rebounds. The first triple-double since... 20 rebounds. 10 assists, sorry. First triple-double since Russ left. We're not that's to, a beautiful moment right there. We're not, we're right not there. allowed to that's say beautiful. his name. Listen, I think that's a beautiful moment because both of you were talking about it as we were finishing up this game in the conference room. That's actually a big deal because this is the guy who's supposed to be coming in here and making a lot of noise for this franchise. He's going to be the future of it. He's supposed to be the guy that comes in and I'm not going to say replaces Russ, but he's supposed to be the guy who comes in and is kind of like someone. mm Kind of does it all. I can't even think of the word because I don't want to say like he's not going to replace him. He's not going to be the future Russ because he's his own person. He's his own player. He's wicked talented, but he's supposed to be kind of the guy who fill, fills that role that Russell had here. Right. That's that kind, of, that kind of does everything. The guy that kind yes. of do, does it all. Yes. In this league, you need at least two superstars if you want to compete. Absolutely. He's supposed to be one of the superstars. And I think he's showcasing that. I think he did so well tonight. And so, yeah, Shea Gilchrist Alexander, obvious choice for Thunder player of the game. Uh, obviously, like other guys played so well. I thought it was a really well-rounded win for them, especially um, just coming out of halftime the way that they did. But Shay, man, he was on fire. Just real quick to put it in perspective, fire. this comes from Royce Young. We love Royce. SGA has the 148th triple-double in Thunder history. Aww. 138 of those were Russell Westbrook. Wait, really? Yeah. So that's that, huge. That, that puts it into perspective just how rare that's been outside of Russell in Oklahoma City, that literally... 
148 triple doubles in the franchise history. Shea has one of the 10 that weren't put up by Russ. Yeah. So that just kind of shows you where the franchise has been with Russ and how rare it's been and the kind of shoes that he's stepping into. Now, obviously, we're not saying that he's going to go post 138 right. more. But it, it was just that kind of night. It was a special night for Shea and for Thunder fans. I mean, he's 21. You never know. You never know what he could do. But also from Thunder Communications, let me read off these two tweets because I think they're super interesting. So SGA is the third guard to post a 20.20 rebound game in the last 25 years. Friends, without looking at your phone, anyone want to take a guess who the other two are? What were the, what One of the them question? we know very well because he just left us. What was the question? I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, SGA <laughs> is the third guard... To post a 20.20 rebound game in the past 25 years. Both Bro, these guys, the other two, yes, Russell Westbrook. The other one is still in the league. He's also young. And I'm just going to say he might be in Philadelphia. Full, oh. full disclosure, I have the uh, tweet notifications turned on, so I can't play this game. You can't play, Matt. Sorry. Okay, Ben Simmons. Yeah, there you there go. go. So SGA is now in there with Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. Here's another one. He is the fourth second-year player in NBA history to register a 2020 game. Anyone want to take a guess who the other ones are? And they're not in the league anymore. Uh, I will say Magic Johnson won. One of them, no. maybe? No. Oh, darn. Hey, but, okay, two of the three of these guys are, like, on the NBA stuff. Like, they do the commentary and all that Oh, okay, stuff. so Shaq, Charles yes. Barkley. There you go. Shaq, Charles Barkley. Um... Oscar Robertson. Oh, the big O. There we go. The big, big o. o. A man we talked about a lot in the pre-show pillow fight. Yeah, absolutely. And so look at SGA getting up there with some big names. That's huge and it's bringing a lot of attention to Oklahoma City, which I think Thunder fans should be really excited about. But, guys, let's go ahead and take our first break. Uh, this is the Franchise Thunder post oh, I never say it right. The Franchise Thunder first take postgame show. I am Madison Morris. That's Ryan Chapman. That is Matt Burton through the glass. We have a... I don't know. We have a decent show here for you guys. We already did some we're, good stuff. We're doing all right. I think we're pretty entertaining. There is football on your television screens, but there's also beautiful voices in your ear holes as you listen to the radio. So stick with us here on The Franchise. We'll be back after this break on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Welcome back into the Franchise Thunder first take post game show. I'm going to get that right from now on. I'm never going to mess it up again. How much you guys want to bet? I don't a believe lot. you. I will bet a lot. Well, it's <laughs> probably smart because I'm totally going to mess it up. But welcome back in. I am Madison Morris. That's Radio's Ryan. <laughs> At totally, Radio's Ryan to you. I'm totally going to start calling you that. And that's Matt Burton on the other side of the glass keeping us on. Thank you so much. Um, guys, the Thunder tonight. I'm just going to call it a second half kind of game because I wasn't uh, too confident watching that first half. We kind of talked about it a little bit in the first segment. If you're just now joining us, the Thunder defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves at 117 to 104. They led by as many as 18 points tonight. That's actually pretty good, despite that treacherous loss they had to endure on Saturday night against the Lakers here in Oklahoma City. But now they hit the road to the snowy Minnesota before coming home for a three-game home stretch. That'll be fun. Minnesota. Min oh. Boo. That was rude. Oh, sorry. sorry. Oh, that was kind of good. I sorry. liked it. I liked Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I, I liked have it. To, I have to boo good puns. It's just... No, I would be offended if I'm you just, didn't. I'm just jealous that I didn't. I'd be offended if you didn't boo. <laughs> it was pretty good, Matt. I mean, it was a dad joke, but... I mean, it fits. Thank you so much. I appreciate <laughs> it. It can be it my dad. Fits. Oh, gosh. All right. Hey, guys. I have a question for all of you. Can we all agree or disagree that Dennis Schroeder 
may be declining a little bit. Discuss. Yeah, I think we can agree. I Coming into this year, I've always had the opinion that Dennis Schroeder operates on good Dennis and bad Dennis. You get good Dennis for two or three nights. Then you get a five-game stretch of bad Dennis where he takes bad shots. He, like, where he airballs threes. He's biggest, done that the past four games now. I think that Dennis just suffers from overexcitement because he'll get down the floor and if he's in if he's in a groove instead of setting his feet he'll just hit these like threes that he's fading like way off to the side and instead of you know just worrying about mechanics and then he starts airballing threes like that but yeah i we've had good dennis for such a big stretch of the season that i wondered if he had finally turned a corner or if we're just due for a month and a half of good Dennis and a month and a half of bad Dennis instead of the up down roller coaster experience we've always gotten his whole career. No, I think he's yeah. I think he's going to be more consistent. I mean, he ha- he already has been more consistent this year. Uh, players are going to go through tough stretches. It happens. Even the good even the best ones do. Um so I'm I'm not too worried about it. I think I mean, after what 30 games of good Dennis, I think he's I think he's due for a couple Maybe bad like games. Do he's a couple. and he's always he's always been kind of a streaky shooter and that's that's one thing that he's improved on uh a hell of a lot this year. I thought. Yeah. I mean, his his outside shooting. Um, I was never really impressed with his outside shooting last year, uh, outside of a couple games where he got mm-hmm. hot. But then, I mean, he's been hot all year. So, um, yeah, no, I think he's just having a rough couple games. I would agree. So the thing that I like about Dennis Schroeder is that I feel like this season, up until maybe the past few games, which is already telling that it's not that big of a deal. Um, I feel like this season he's been a more reliable player. He's been a more reliable shooter. He's been a guy who contributes so well when he comes off the bench that whoever he goes to sit down, he's not really the type that uh, comes in and you're like, oh gosh, like whoever the Thunder are playing are about to go on like a freaking 20.0, I don't like a 20 run. Like, no, I kind of felt that way a little bit. Dare I say it? I kind of felt that way a little bit about Raymond Felton last year. I'm a big Ray Ray Felton fan. Like everybody Same. knows that. However, it wasn't, it didn't bring a lot of confidence to Thunder fans when he would come off the bench. However, I think Dennis Schroeder is the complete total opposite. And like I ask if he is quote unquote declining, but I don't necessarily think he is personally. I think, yeah, right now it's not looking too great. As I said before, he has now had about four straight games where he's airballed a three and it's just looked like really atrocious. However, I think he's still playing tough. I still think he's playing aggressive. Tonight, he was 5 of 14 from the floor. He was 2 of 6 from the three-point line, but at least he's still shooting. And that's something that Chris Paul has always said in his post-game interviews. I want these guys to still shoot. If they're going to miss, keep taking your shot. You're not really losing anything. If you're set up, if you have the opportunity, go ahead and take that shot because it could be vital. He only had 14 points tonight. I hate saying he only had that because it's still in double digits it's still good for Dennis Schroeder even though you know he's been I I don't know I don't even know what his like average is right now but it's a little bit higher I don't want to say he's declining but he might just be going through a weird stretch where he's not shooting the ball as well and this could be setting up other guys to have better games so I don't know maybe Dennis could do a little bit better but I still think he's a good bench player right now and he's still pretty valuable to this team oh for sure for sure. Whenever he comes in and that second unit's going, it, run, it, it runs through him, and rightfully so. I mean, he's been playing good this year. Um, just, yeah, like you said, just a couple bad, – bad couple games. That's, that's, that's all it is. Bad couple of games. But, you know, 
Let's talk about a few other bad couple of games in the league because I honestly have no idea who played tonight. And that's why Matt Burton is super vital to this show because he's about to tell you exactly who played tonight and how it went. So, Matt, take it. Let's go around the association for an NBA scoreboard update. Brought to you by Oklahoma Operation Lifesaver. All right. Welcome to my mom and dad's favorite segment. Yay! I love it. Shout out Mr. Burton and Mrs. Uh, let's see. So, we'll start off in Detroit where the New Orleans Pelicans get a road win. In Detroit, leading scorer for the Pelicans, uh, Jalil Okafor. Oh, my. With 25 tonight, and Derrick Rose led the way for the Pistons with 23. Look out. Yeah, the Pelicans getting a good road win. Not really, because the Pistons are terrible, too. <laughs> um, the 76ers and Pacers. Uh, this is these, these are two good teams. These are two really good teams in the East. I really like the Pacers, and they get Victor Oladipo back here pretty soon. That's exciting. really like the 76ers uh, because I'm a fan of Josh Richardson, played against him in high school. Um Ben Simmons led the way with the 76ers with 24, and the Pacers were led by Malcolm Brogdon and TJ Warren, who both had 21, as the Pacers get a home win, a big win uh, against the 76ers, 101-95. Man, they're having it rough right now, y'all. <laughs> a rough stretch. They yeah. just need to play the Thunder every night. Yeah, despite that uh, <laughs> great win they got against the Thunder. Right. The uh, Celtics get a home win against the uh, terrible Chicago Bulls. Um, Zach Levine led the way. For the Bulls with 30. He's actually been playing really well this year. Zach Levine's uh, out of his mind right well. now. He's been scoring really well. He looks good. Year. Oh, for sure. And then Jason Tatum led the way with 21 for Boston. Uh, three more games in progress right now. The Magic are in Sacramento taking on the Kings with five and a half minutes left in the second quarter. The Magic are up 43-36. Then the Trailblazers are hosting the Charlotte Hornets. They're up 4 39 to 35 right now with six minutes left in the second quarter. And the Lakers, uh-oh, revenge game. Uh-oh. Lakers are hosting the Cavaliers. Oh, wow. Lakers are hosting the Cavaliers. What an exciting LeBron game that's going to be. is playing, but it just it's only halfway through the first quarter. Cleveland's up 10-9. The Kevin Lover. They're what? running away with it. It's only in the first quarter. Oh. Yeah, six minutes left in the first quarter. Cleveland is up 10-9. to They are running away with it. How, how much do you hope that, or how much do you think that Kevin Love hopes there was just some way that they could just leave him in L.A.? Like, he doesn't even play. He just <laughs> he just practices with the Lakers for the rest of the way. He's going to hide in the visitor's locker room and be like, no, you can't take me back to Cleveland. You cannot make me <laughs> play for the Cavaliers me, anymore. You can't. Fire me on the tarmac I'm gonna right now. I'm going to stay here forever. I'm going to invent the NBA practice squad, and I'm just going to help the Lakers win a title. How much do you guys want to bet Kevin Love's going to throw hands tonight? With his own teammates. With his own, <laughs> with his own coach. I'm more willing to with bet his own with his own coach. He might throw hands with Maybe John Maybe he'll D-line. throw soup at someone. Poor Colin right. Sexton. <laughs> it's a Cleveland tradition to it throw is. soup. At Just throw coach. some soup. Also, they should probably stop serving soup in the post game. Yeah, at least hot soup. Don't don't serve <laughs> serve some like cold lobster bisque or something Ew. like that. I don't know. Texas A&M. Some cold soup wouldn't be that bad getting thrown on you, but I feel like hot soup would be like. Texas A&M has the 12th man. It's where you draw the line. The Cleveland Cavaliers have the... Soup throw. The soup the throw. I love it. In Texas it. Tech, they throw tortillas. Yes. In Cleveland, they throw. Uh, yeah, soups. I got freaking hit by one of those tortillas once. Was they're it frozen? frozen yeah. By oh the way. Oh my gosh. So they're painful. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, shout out Lubbock. And Ryan's freaking out over here. Did you Sorry. run up into the stands like around our test? Uh, I thought about it, but you then should've. I got held back. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do any of that. Sorry, Clemson just dropped a pick six. Apologies. Yeah, if you guys aren't aware, which I'm sure you are, uh, <laughs> there's a national championship. Going there's a on national right championship now. going on. Got some Clemson and LSU action going on, you and uh, it's qu- good stuff. Quick humble brag. Yes, I love humble brags. I have a group text with some friends before the game. Everyone for big games gives score predictions and such. I projected 35-32 LSU on account of the games in New Orleans. Currently sitting at 28-25 to the Tigers. Nice. So one touchdown, one touchdown each, and we're in. We're you're in business. We're in business. Anywho, it's back exciting. to basketball. Uh, yeah, I guess we should talk about basketball because this is the Franchise Thunder First Take Post Game Show. Didn't mess it up. You got it right. And uh, yeah, guys, so the Thunder getting a big win tonight. I like I like this win just because Saturday was so atrocious. I think Thunder fans, they weren't necessarily shocked. However, under the circumstances that this game held, it was a little surprising just because it was the Kyle Kuzma and uh, Rondo show. And also, can I just get a clarification real quick? Is it... Rajon or is it Rajan? Rajon. Okay, because Chisholm, like, not to throw him under the bus on the radio or anything. Well, he said it on the radio, so he, he threw said Rajan. Like, and I was like, "Am I saying this wrong?" <laughs> like, I feel super awkward. But yeah, so the Thunder got pwned by. Uh, wow. Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Like some noobs. This is this is <laughs> what I, like I was. Your this lingo. is what I was saying I like in the first lingo. quarter. <laughs> in the first quarter, I was like, guys, isn't. Rajon Rondo a little overqualified to fill the role of no name bench player that like assaults the <laughs> Thunder. I was like, he's a little overqualified for this, but he was playing like he played out of his mind. Kyle Kuzma played out of his mind. Both of them had season high scoring against the Thunder. It was a massacre in yeah, Chesapeake. I kind of Saturday. figured once Rajon Rondo was hitting eighteen foot jump shots consistently against the Thunder, it wasn't going to be the. Thunder's it's all downhill night. from yeah. here, folks. Just put it this way: there's a lot of whispering in the Thunder locker room after right. the game for the media spray. And you know, I think the Thunder came out tonight and they used that Saturday game to their advantage almost because, um, kind of what I was saying in the first segment, I didn't like the way this game was going to start off because it looks like they were going to do exactly what they did on Saturday and they were going to let an undermanned team just kind of take over and do like something that they wouldn't normally do but that like they had no defensive pressure on them you know the Timberwolves they were getting a lot of good shots what Ryan was saying the Thunder was actually shooting pretty well in the first quarter but it still wasn't enough because they were allowing Minnesota to do the exact same thing and I mean Minnesota being shorthanded tonight too that was just another case of what is this Thunder team doing but you know what, guys? I think we can officially say that the whole third quarter shame is absolutely gone. It's third quarter, I think it's quarter. gone. Third quarter, best quarter. Because the Thunder, they went on a run coming out of halftime. They got up by 18. They looked good. They looked strong. They looked a lot like more refreshed than they did in the first quarter. I think that they had a come-to-Jesus moment in that locker room. I kid you not. I kid you not. No, for sure. It's, it's almost like this team has some veteran leadership. That's respecting their head coach. And at halftime, when they make some adjustments, they're coming out and putting emphasis on those adjustments that the coaching staff is implementing. I love it. Yeah, they just they looked a lot. They looked a lot better. And so I really do think that this is a big thing right now because the Thunder, they started shooting really well. And I thought every single thing in 
the second half of this game, it was timely because Minnesota, they were still getting, uh, you know, some good shots up, but the Thunder started having an answer for them. And I think that's such a big thing for this team right now, because as long as you can have an answer to any kind of pressure or like challenges another team throws your way, then you're going to win games. And that's exactly what they did because they had guys like Danilo Gallinari, uh, who was shooting just out of his mind tonight. Steven Adams was super strong whenever he would get out there. We already talked about Shea Gildas Alexander in the first segment, how he was just an absolute stud tonight. What did you guys think about Chris Paul? He was 0-4 from the three-point line, but I still, like, I don't think it mattered too much because he he was dishing the ball out really well. He looked really good, and he at least he had 10 points. So, I mean, it wasn't like he was totally quiet. I, this isn't a new take, but Chris Paul's impact on the floor cannot be measured by any stats that he right. puts up. When he has efficient shooting nights, it's great, but you, you can't measure what he does in settling that team down in the – little huddles and and things at the breaks of the game when he's coaching everyone up on the floor when he's giving people like Shea and Schroeder confidence even if they aren't having the best shooting night even though Shea was great tonight this is a night that I'm sure we saw many times he's talking to Dennis he's working through it so uh, you just can't quantify what Chris Paul does for this team yeah I like Chris Paul for this team right now because he is he's an encourager and he's someone who uses every little opportunity kind of like a teaching moment too because he has told us multiple times after games you know I want to give these guys a chance I want to see Ferg I want to see him progress I want to see him feel comfortable with his shot I want guys like Hami when he's out there to chunk up shots if he gets them Dennis he's a great shooter take those chances Mike Muscala he was taking chances tonight and I mean that's that's a lot because Chris Paul, guys like Steven Adams, they're all very verbal out there. And I think it helps these guys really take the chances they need to take to be successful. And when they're taking chances to be successful, this team is successful. When Why you need Chris Paul is for games like this. He has 10 points. Doesn't, it doesn't look like a whole lot on the stat sheet. But as far as managing the game, like he knows who's feeling it. Mm-hmm. He knows Gallinari's got 30. He's going to have 30. Shea Gilgis is playing great. Get those guys involved, run, run things through those guys so he didn't really have to do anything. And a couple games, maybe he'll have 25 and 8 and then do all this stuff. But, I mean, it's games like tonight where you really see what Chris Paul's made of. I mean, he, yeah. just, he just manages the hell out of the game. He knows who's feeling it. He knows how to get guys uh, open, how to get uh, guys in their spots where they can be successful. So um, I, I, love Chris, I just love Chris Paul. I've done a complete 180. On Chris Paul this season. I have too, because I was such a pessimist, cynical Madison when he first got traded. I've said this a couple times on like our Saturday show, but uh, I was not jazzed about this Chris Paul trade at all. Because I'm like, guys, he's weathered. He's a walking injury. He doesn't even really like have that much of a role. And here's the thing. I think that was because he didn't. He wasn't playing the kind of basketball he was in Houston because he didn't have the kind of team that he has right now. And I think that is so important for guys, especially like Chris Paul, who's been in the league so many years. It's all about who you're surrounded with and who's encouraging you. I mean, who's coaching you? Yes, but the guys that you're playing with and how they're able to, um, I don't want to say like support you, but you know, they just, they compliment you out there. You know, they're, they're a good asset to the things that you're able to give onto the court when you're out there. And so I think that's exactly what he's dealing with right now. Well, what have we talked about all year with Chris 
with Chris Paul is he's lethal in the mid-range. And in yeah. Houston, he's hamstrung by the analytics, D'Antoni system, James Harden, yes. of its three-year layup, anything else. Oh, for sure. So it's one of those things that, like, you're, you're exactly right with the teammates that are surrounding him. But also the system of him being able to play basketball the way that mm-hmm. he's grown up learning how to play basketball. Yes. But uh, we have to get a break in here. I've actually got been workshopping this theory with Chris Paul and the Thunder. So on the other side of the break, let me let me roll it out on I you guys. I love theories. Let, let's Ooh. see what you guys think about this oh, theory. Oh, tease. Well, now you guys have to stick around for this show because we have to hear Ryan Chapman's theory. So we'll be back after this break. We have more to talk about with the Thunder's upcoming schedule. Uh, Ryan has a theory. So don't go anywhere. And we'll be back here on the franchise Thunder First Take Postgame Show on 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 in Tulsa. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back into our last segment here on the franchise Thunder first take post game show. I had to pause because it didn't sound right for a second. Uh, but welcome back. We have one more segment here talking Thunder basketball as they take a big win tonight in Minnesota at 117 to 104 with all stars like Danilo Gallinari and Shea just Alexander leading the way for this team. Guys, such great stuff happening in Thunderland. And uh, if you are just now tuning in, we teased it going into that last break that Ryan has a fabulous theory. And hang tight to that theory, my friend, because you will get to say it real quick before we kind of drift away from this game because I think we've just about covered it. But uh, let's take a look ahead because the Thunder are coming back home. They're going to have a three-home game stretch. And uh, these are all going to be pretty fun games, I would say, because Wednesday they have Toronto coming to town. Is this the second? This is the second time they faced Toronto this season, right? Okay, so yeah, they've already faced Toronto. Um, That actually ended up being a oh look at that! That ended up being a ninety-eight to ninety-seven win in Toronto. So that was pretty exciting. Let's see if the guys can do it again as they come to town on Wednesday. Uh, Brady Trantham is peeing his pants for the Friday matchup because the Miami Heat are coming to town, and that'll be fun. Um, also, the return of Myers Leonard to Oklahoma City. Oh, anyone else excited, or is that just me? Are you more excited I'm, for Zach Collins or Myers Leonard? Um, ew, Zach Collins. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, just, I'm kidding. No, Myers Leonard is uh, y'all he's awesome. and Myers he's awesome. Leonard. He has been in Miami for half a season now. He's probably tan. He and beautiful. is. Okay. I gotta get like. I'm not eating for the rest of the week, so I can look good. <laughs> anyway, um, and then Saturday, that's going to be a home back-to-back super exciting weekend in Thunderland. It's going to be the Portland Trailblazers and the return of Carmelo Anthony. Who else is excited? Hands raised, hands raised, All hands of our Madison. hands are up except for Matt. Except for Matt. It's, oh, it's halfway it's up. Like it's halfway, halfway up. It's, it's Matt, so Matt, much like Melo, is just playing it cool right now. Just playing it cool. I'm Guys, staying Mello. I'm staying I'm Mello. freakishly With excited. With a seven in the middle. Carmelo Anthony is my favorite player of all time, and so many people oh, listening sorry. to the show are rolling their eyes right Me now. Me too! Rolling their eyes, and I'm trying to give Ryan Both of five. your favorite players of all time is Carmelo Anthony. Yes. I love Carmelo Anthony. Matt, I had a poster of Carmelo Anthony. It was in his Nuggets day, and I had a poster of him in my room as a child. Because I idolized this guy, loved watching him play, and he had like the braids, and it was so great, y'all. And he is coming back to town on Saturday. Full disclosure, I'm really, really bad at basketball. You can probably tell just by the tone of my voice, I'm a bad basketball player. I I thought you were a star, but go on. But I excel at one thing, and that is jab step, jab step, (laughs) jab step. Come to you. I'm sure you Jab step again, jump jack of three. 
Love I love it. that. That's fantastic for you. Guys, this is going to be a good home stretch. These are three very good games. Anyone want to take a little prediction how this is going to go? Because I'm going to give you my prediction real quick. Toronto, I'm going to chalk it up as a win. Uh, Miami, I'm going to chalk that one as a, a, as a loss. Uh, Brady Trantham is so excited. And then uh, Portland, I, that's going to be a win. I really do think it will unless Melo just decides to play out of his mind and uh, have that revenge game that he did not have with the Rockets last season. I've got win, loss, loss. Win, loss, loss. Okay, I've got I like the that. same exact one as you, Madison. Same exact one as you. Win against Toronto, win against Portland, loss against, against the Miami Heat. Hey, the Heat are good this year. They are. Yeah, that, and that's why the only reason I have Saturday chalked up as a loss as well. The Heat are really good, but I think the they Thunder are, are going to push them. And then I think, I think it'll be hard to turn around the very next night. Even though it is a home back-to-back, um, I, I just never am going to pick yeah. this, this Thunder team to go win the second night of a back-to-back unless they're playing like Brooklyn like we saw yeah and honestly I think it's going to be a lot of good basketball though I don't see any of these games being like super boring or kind of like a blowout I think they're going to be all pretty close and that's I think that's exactly just what Thunder fans want they just want a good close game um and who knows I mean maybe that Miami game will go super south and no pun intended and uh the Thunder can win I just hope it goes super beach afterwards. Super South Beach. Welcome back, Myers Leonard. I'm so excited. I, anyway. I just hope that I really, really want to just give Jimmy Butler the stank eye during shoot around and just see if he just <laughs> goes off on me. Hey, who knows? If they hold uh, that shoot around in the morning, you're so welcome to go. Let's go. Let's go. So, yeah, that is on the schedule for the Thunder this week. It's going to be a fun week. So make sure you stick with us because we're going to have you covered, as Jerry Ramsey says, from the root to the toot. And the franchise, we're doing the best out there, I would say, because we are stocked. We are loaded. We have people at that game. And we're going to have you covered. So please stick with uh, myself, with Matt Burton, with Ryan Chapman, Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm, Brady Trantham. I, am I missing anyone? Maybe DP? Maybe D. Oh my goodness. Schedule schedule pending? Schedule pending because he is working his booty off right now. He's doing some great sure things is. for uh, the Edmonds son. Yes. And he also. Sooner's Wire as well. Yes, yeah, Sooner's Wire. He is still in school at UCO and he's doing a few things for the Oklahoman as well. And him and I are the dynamic duo. We found that out on Russ's return. We had just met that night. Already the dynamic duo by the end of the game. I love that. So, yeah, stick with us. It's going to be a fun time. Ryan, tell us what your theory is. So, I have this theory brewing. So, the Thunder, over the first 10 years, I think the Thunder got a couple of tough breaks. Yeah. Obviously, the year that Patrick Beverly injured Russell Westbrook in the Mm -hmm. playoffs, I think the Thunder were the best team in the league that year, and I really liked them to win the title. The was it the very next year that Kevin Durant had his foot issue, so we couldn't really see how that team played out. Mm -hmm. And then, obviously, KD walked. The whole Paul George thing didn't really pan out. So I feel like the Thunder have kind of just had a really rough run of things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think, think that's an understatement. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I think that this Chris Paul trade, and, and I thought this had the potential to be that way, but I was going to sit on it. It just fell into the Thunder's laps, I think, because it was a veteran on a, on a bad contract. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. It was probably the worst contract in the league at the time. Well, they okay. kind of swapped bad contracts. Yeah, I mean, they had two bad contracts, but I think the rest contract's a little bit better just because you oh, know for sure. you have a few more years. Yeah, yeah. And so I, the only reason, really, I think the Thunder acquired Chris Paul initially is because it was the perfect blend of salary match to offload Russ and get assets coming back. But I think this is, like, the best thing that could have happened to this Thunder rebuild to bring in a guy like Chris Paul, who he is the uh, player rep, 
So it would be really, really hard for him, I feel like, to come in and make a big stink about being in Oklahoma City. Like, you always knew he was going to be on his best behavior just because he's taken that leadership role in the NBA, as well as on his teams. He is an out-of-his-mind basketball IQ. Any of the little, like, videos you see with him, or you're just hearing him talk post-game, you can tell that. So having him around to bring these youngsters along might have been the best thing for Oklahoma City. And I thought that even when they were losing all these games earlier this year, because he's the kind of guy that sets these these young guys on the right path early in their career, and they see that's what a veteran looks like, that's who I want to be. So I think this Chris Paul trade might have been the best thing that's happened to the Thunder. He's also on his best behavior because he wants to, no doubt, go yeah. to a contender one yeah, day, for obviously. sure. He knows if, yeah. he, if he acts like he did in Houston, uh, that's not happening. No one's no. trading for him. Obviously. No. But I like that theory. I, I think this theory could be one of the best things that's happened to the Thunder franchise since the uh, Katie and Russ days. It was, good. It. it was good. It was good. Uh, CP3, the only reason that trade happened, too, is because that's where Russell wanted to go. Or yeah. else, I mean, we, they were, he would be somewhere else right yeah, now. Like, I'm sure there were better trade offers. Maybe, maybe not. They might have had to attach assets to get rid of Russell's contract, which I think is just crazy is madness guys average averaged a triple double for three straight seasons and you got to add first round picks to get rid of him i don't think that was actually true but um no i i do think it is a great trade uh and houston if this doesn't work out daryl morey may be out of there yeah and they may be they may be trying to rebuild they may be trying to trade everything but oh, yeah snap. and those those houston picks could turn out to rebuild be pretty good but, rebuild but yeah i completely agree and, and that's why i think that this is just one of those things that it's finally worked out for the thunder because they were really over the barrel like you said of there's only a few places that you could have moved russ's contract to in the first place this right. is where russ wanted to go so Presty didn't really have a ton of choices i don't feel like but uh it, it's kind of worked out and i think that we could see this is the first huge thing that i think has really broke the thunder's way i love that ryan very good. Very Thanks. well said. I try. Good job. Hey, guys, we are about to get out of here. But real quick, we haven't done our stat cat because I want to hear about some good stats. We're going to just finish that off, kind of put the stamp on this game as the Thunder return home, and then we'll get on out of here. So, Matt, uh, please just, like, play it and get it over with. Three, two, one. <laughs> What's new, pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. What's new, pussycat? I'm the only person in the Oklahoma City metro area that actually enjoys this, and I'm yes. fine with that. You're right. <laughs> you... It's really <laughs> just—it's really the beginning. It's really the static thing at the beginning that just—I feel like is we the need worst. to go it back in and just recut that beginning. We need to re-workshop this uh, segment here. I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll sing it. I don't care. I'll sing it. Anyway, stat of the night: 14. <laughs> Madison's dying over there okay. I'm so congested right now if you guys haven't heard it my voice this entire show I'm like fighting the coughs and the snots and <laughs> I'm so sorry go ahead Ryan anyway my stat of the night 14 that was the rebounding differential tonight the thunder were plus 14 on the boards this is something that we heard from CP3 from Billy Donovan from SGA all after the loss to the Lakers they feel like they did a terrible job rebounding. Now, granted, that's because the Lakers have three dudes that are over 6'9", and we only 
had one Stephen Adams. I guess the Thunder only had one Stephen Adams. There's um, only one. Stephen Adams. Exactly. And this is what <laughs> SGA and Chris Paul and Gallinari was saying is that they, they have to get in there and they have to help Stephen on the boards, especially in situations like that. He can't fight through three guys that are as big as him and you expect to have success. That led to the Lakers getting out in transition and the Thunder did not cover them very well on the three-point line, run them off the three-point line in transition. So tonight... A, better effort just in general, but B, A that, for effort. that plus 14 differential on the boards. Now, obviously, Carl was out of the game, Carl. which helps that out, but you can only play the team that is fielded on the court in front of you, and so that plus 14 rebounding differential, I think, was huge for Los Thunder. Oh, no, for sure. The Thunder out-rebounded uh, the Timberwolves tonight 51-37, to so they were snagging those boards, and I think that is so... Uh, crucial because that's how you're either going to give yourself an opportunity, you're going to give your team a second chance opportunity, and you're going to keep it away from the other team. So, big time on that. Guys like Steven Adams, especially Shagel just Alexander with 20 tonight. My goodness. Uh, if you're going to be that crafty, it's going to work to your advantage. So, big shout out to the Thunder boys. Matt, any final thoughts on this? Um, I wish we would have seen Deontay Burton. <sighs> yeah, D- DNP coaches decisions, so that that uh, that's always rough for the for the family. But <laughs> I think we'll bounce back. I think we'll be okay. Do anything for a win, even sit on the bench. That's fine. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do. Ryan, final thoughts. I'm just really excited for the uh, week ahead. Three games, three mm-hmm. more games for me. Thank Buckle you guys. Up. You, Madison and Brady, were both great to me on Thursday and Saturday <laughs> for my first two Thunder games as part of the crew. Thanks. And I really appreciate you guys. <laughs> I'm crying now. I can't wait. Uh, that's so sweet. But yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're going to be at the peak all week. <laughs> that was so awesome. We need to get out of here. So we need awesome. to go. That was so End awesome. It. Finish the show. I'm so sorry. All right. Your Oklahoma City Thunder moved to 23 and 17 in the season. Like we said a few times, they're going to return home for that three home game stretch. So that's something to look forward to. But yeah, guys, that'll do it for us. Thank you guys so much, Ryan. Thank you, Matt. Y'all are fabulous human beings. And I very much so enjoy working with you. Uh, and thank you to everyone who listened to us tonight, despite the national championship and The Bachelor being on tonight. I have that so, DVR. Uh, I'm so ready. Oh, yeah. Shout out Hulu for streaming that. That will be me tomorrow. And so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Your Thunder do win it at 117 to 104, and they will be home on Wednesday. So stick with us here on the franchise. We'll have you guys covered all week. And this has been the Franchise Thunder First Take Post Game Show on 1077 The Franchise, 1079 in Tulsa.